0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Traditionally, over the next few days, most Americans will be celebrating the uniquely American national holiday of Thanksgiving. It's a day or two on the calendar, originally established by the country's founders, to specifically give thanks to God for all the blessings and freedoms we all enjoy as Americans. Sadly, most Americans will sit at their 2022 Thanksgiving table eating, drinking, and celebrating and not even mention the name of the Almighty God in whose honor it was founded and for whose blessings we are to be so thankful. In this very unique two-day Thanksgiving message entitled The Lifetime Celebration of Thanksgiving, Pastor Ray opens our spiritual eyes as to why not only giving thanks to our Creator once a year, but rather living a lifestyle of Thanksgiving is so important. What is meant by having a heart of Thanksgiving? And how is not being thankful an act of actually forgetting about God? Here's Pastor on more of what Thanksgiving should really be all about.
1: If you have thanksgiving in your heart, these things are not going to be difficult. You're truly being motivated by a heart of thanksgiving to God. And the only way you could be motivated by a heart of thanksgiving to God is that, first of all, you have to realize, you have to admit that it is God who's blessing your life. You have to admit that you are where you are and you have what you have, because some people are the master of their own life and their own destiny and they don't ever want to admit or give god the credit for what's going on in their life see i give god the credit for everything that's going on in my life i take no credit of my own people you know people say something oh pastor you're such a blessed man oh pastor you're this oh pastor you're that you know what i do i take it for about three seconds and i say wow that feels good boom i give it right back to god and say well to god be the glory because it's the work of god in my i'll let you i'll let you hold on to it for three seconds make you feel good for about three seconds. But then you better give the glory back to God. You better give the glory back to God. That's a heart of thanksgiving. That's a heart of thanksgiving, you see. A true heart of thanksgiving is just motivated to give because you realize the goodness of God in your own life and you realize that God's your source, God's your strength, God's your help. And and no matter what I do, God's going to make sure that I have it back. As I give out, God's going to refill me. That's a heart of thanksgiving, you see. So he says here, he says, Where, what happened to the nine? Weren't there nine? And he says in verse 18, were there not any found to return to give glory to God except this foreigner? I mean, he was he actually was aggravated by this. I did this for you, and you didn't even come back. You didn't even have enough, enough decency to come back and give glory to God. And I'll tell you, the story, the story repeats itself. Were there not nine that got the same kind of blessing? Why did only one come back? Why did only one, why was only one motivated by a heart of gratitude to come back and fall before the feet of the Lord and say, thank you, thank you, thank you? Why only one was motivated to keep, you know, that that, that passion in their heart? Sure, we cry out when we need something, but are you going to cry out as loud Uh, when when the blessing comes, when the breakthrough comes, when when the new job comes, the new car comes, the new house comes, the the business increases, are you going to shout out with the same voice of of passion, that passionate voice that says, glory to God, just like you cried out when you had a need in your life? That's the true heart of thanksgiving. And if we're not careful, and I I believe that's a prophetic word, if we're not careful, the modern-day church, if it isn't already in it, in this situation, in this trouble, I'll call it, That we become a church that seeks more what we can get from God than what we can give to God. Or we're in neutral. I don't want anything and I don't want to give anything. Just leave me alone, God. I just want to go when I want to go and I want to do what I want to do. Don't ask me to do anything. All right. So Deuteronomy chapter 8. We're just going to, it would be good for you to read this whole chapter, by the way. uh, But we're going to just hone in on verse 7. I want to start there. But there's good stuff (laughs) from the very beginning of this chapter. Now, before I read this, I want to make sure you all understand this one point, that every promise that you find in the Bible, whether it be Old Testament or New Testament, is a promise that God has made to you. Don't read this and say, well, he was speaking to the people of that time, so he's not speaking to me. And I'll tell you what, if you were to go over to the book of Corinthians, we're not going to do that this morning, but you can find it later. The Bible says that all of the promises of God are yes and amen through Jesus Christ. That means that every promise that has been made, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament, if there's a promise made, it is a promise that's made to you personally. All of the promises of God are yes and amen. So when we read these promises, we must read them as if they're for us. You ought to read this like God is giving this to you. He means this for you. I've got to find myself in this word. When he's talking to them, he's talking to me. So here when we pick up in Deuteronomy chapter 8, in verse 7, it says, For the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. Well, let's just stop right there. How many of you know? If you don't know, let me tell you that God wants to bring you somewhere better than you are right now. Yeah. God's got a good place for you. God wants to. He's bringing you. But here, here's the thing. You have to want to go. You have to want to submit. You have to want to wanna follow. If you don't want to do it, He can't get you there. It's obedience that's going to get you there. obedience to His word. And to what he tells you to do. He said, for the Lord your God is bringing you into a good land. I'm excited about where God is going to take me. I'm excited about what's up ahead. How many of you are excited about your tomorrows? See, if you know God and you're living in God, you've got to know that your tomorrows are going to be brighter and bigger and, and, and more blessed than any of your yesterdays. You may be in a good place today, but it's nowhere like where God's going to take you tomorrow. So he said, for the Lord God is bringing you into a good land a land of brooks, of water, of fountains, of springs that flow out of the valleys and the hills, a land of wheat and barley, of vines and fig trees and pomegranates, and a land of olive oil and honey. Well, that doesn't relate to us, I mean, specifically, but basically what he's saying is God's going to take you somewhere where there's abundance. How many of you know God wants to take you to the land of abundance? He wants to bring you somewhere that's really good. He said, a land where you will eat bread without scarcity, in which you will lack nothing. A land whose stones are iron, and out of whose hills you can dig copper. I mean, he's talking about a place of abundance. See, every one of us, we, we ought to have that vision. We ought to know that God wants to take you to the land of abundance. And then he says in verse 10, he said, but when, when, when you have eaten and are full. So, when God has blessed you, and God has increased you, and God has helped you, then you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. So, so we, have, we have a responsibility. God wants to bless you, but our responsibility is after we have received the good blessings of God that we need to bless God back. It's incumbent upon us as believers not to just be takers, but to see ourselves as givers. As a matter of fact, the more you give, the more God can give to you. So he says, when you have eaten in a full, you shall bless the Lord your God for the good land which he has given you. Verse 11, beware, beware. What does, that, what does that mean? Beware, be aware. Be aware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments, his judgments, and his statutes, which I command you this day. It's like those people I told you about. Everything, when, whenever they were down and out, when they had need, they're crying out to God like the, like the ten lepers, loud and strong. God, we believe you. God, help us. God, we're going to do this. God, we lay down our tithe. God, just bless me. and I'll bless you back. And only one came back and fell at his feet. And That's what he's saying here. He's saying when you get the blessing, don't forget the Lord your God by not doing, by not keeping his commandments, by not... You know, and and you can take the commandments, the judgments, and the statutes and put it all together into this one word. It's the word, doing the word, living the Bible. He said, beware that you do not forget to do what this word, live this word, do what this word instructs you. That's what he's saying. So when God has blessed you, when you start to see things changing, And don't always be looking for the big, big stuff, the big, you know, the big blessing. You've got to learn to thank God for the littlest, tiniest blessings in your life. You've got to be grateful and thankful, you know, for the greatest, for the tiniest little blessings in your life. Amen. Amen. Come on, somebody say amen. Amen. So he says, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments. So, So I learned from that is how do we forget God? He didn't say that you weren't thinking about him. He didn't say you weren't talking about him. He said, beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His statutes. So it would, it, would, it, would, it would seem to me that what God is saying is that when we're not obeying this word and living this word, that it is like us forgetting God. Wow. Think about that. He said, do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping His commandments, His judgments, and His... St- so it would seem to me that when we're not doing this Word and living this Word, God takes it as we have forgotten Him. Wow. Never saw that before until this moment, actually. God takes it as, as if we've forgotten Him. That's how serious He is about His Word. That's why I say Thanksgiving has got to live in your heart. Because when you have a heart of thanksgiving, then the actions of your life are going to flow in direct relation to that thanksgiving that's in your heart. When you're thankful to God, it's easy to do this. So beware that you do not forget the Lord your God by not keeping his commandments. So God takes that as you're forgetting him when you're not doing his word. And then he goes in verse five he says, Lest, when you have eaten and are full and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them, and when your herds and your flocks multiply, and notice that there's no doubt about this, he said that he's not saying if, he says when, Right? When you have eaten and are full, and have built beautiful houses and dwell in them. And when your herds and your flocks multiply, and your silver and your gold are multiplied, and all that you have is multiplied. When you say, when your heart is lifted up, and you forget the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Who led you through the great and terrible wilderness. By which were fiery serpents and scorpions in the thirsty land where there was no water. Who brought you water or brought water for you out of the flinty rock, who fed you in the wilderness with manna, which your fathers did not know, that he might humble you, and that he might test you to do good in the end. So after God has done all this, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained this wealth. Boy, I've seen that. When you're down and out, just like those 10 lepers, man, you're crying out, help me, help me, help me, because you have And that's when, you know, it's sort of like say, there's no atheist in foxholes. When you have a problem, man, we cry out, we scream out, we shout, we show up at church, man, pray for me. We come up, we have the elders pray, the deacons pray, the pastor pray, the cleaning people pray, anybody, the <laughs> parking lot, everywhere you go, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Thank you, Jesus. Now I believe, I believe. And it's the minute the blessing comes, with sand in my heart, well, you know. Yeah, I believe in God, but, you know, you know maybe, maybe it's not all God. You know, God, you know, I'm, I've worked hard. Darn straight, I've worked hard too. I work hard every day of my life. But I still don't take the credit for the, the progress. I say thank you, God, that first of all, you give me the strength to work hard. You've given me the health to work hard. And, and here, here, thank you that you've given me the people that make me work hard. So I don't complain and bellyache about working hard. I don't say, well, it's the power of my hands, the power of my might gain me the No, dear God, thank you. Thank you. Heart of Thanksgiving. That's what we're talking about, right? Thanksgiving. That you say in your heart, My power and the might of my hand have gained this well. There are a lot of people that are in that place because they, they know about God, they believe in God to some degree, but they're still saying in their heart, This is me, I did this. It's all about me. Verse 18, he said, and you shall remember the Lord your God. In other words, you know, don't forget. Remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power. And if you circle that word power, put a little line in in your margin. The word power means capacity or ability. It could mean either or. It means both. So remember, the Lord, you're gone, for it is he who gives you the power or the capacity or ability to get wealth or to prosper or to do well. So remember, don't forget when all the good stuff starts to come. Don't forget when you get that job. Don't forget when you get that increase. Don't forget when you get that new car. Don't forget when you you move from the apartment to the house. Don't forget. Listen, listen. Don't forget. When everybody else got a pink slip, you still have your job. Don't, don't, listen, don't forget when you get that increase and everyone else is getting a decrease, you, you got increased, you got the promotion. Don't forget. Listen, don't forget when things start to go well and things start to open up and you start to see You know, some of you understand what I'm saying. All you see is the cloud the size of a man's hand out in the yonder. while you're believing. All you see is one little cloud. Don't forget that it is the Lord thy God that has given you the power, the capacity, the ability to prosper and to get that wealth and to get that breakthrough. Don't forget that it's God. It's easy, man, when things start going well to forget God. Things are going good. I've seen people do that, man. Everything's going good. They don't come to church. They don't tithe. They don't give. They don't help. They don't do a darn thing. You hardly see them. They hardly come to church until catastrophe strikes. Oh, pastor, I need an appointment with you. The very first thing I I, want to say, I will never say it, but I'll say it to you. Where the heck have you been? I preached about the darn thing you're going through right now three times last weekend, and now you want to come and you want me to preach it a fourth time as a, in a personal audience, no, the, no less? You want a personal audience with a pastor to preach what I preached to everybody else two weeks ago? You're, you're like, what God is speaking about here, man? You got blessed, man. You got, you were in my office shouting, hallelujah, pastor, you don't know what God's done for me. I got a job, hallelujah. I got blessed. I got increased. God did supernaturally. You walk out the door and never see you again. The offerings dry up. You're like, you're like what are you speaking about here? Then you say in my heart, well, my power, my might, I've done this. You've forgotten that it is the power, the ability, the might of God working in your life that's brought you the ability to get wealth and to get promoted and to be successful at your business and to see things grow and abound. It is the power, the anointing of God. It's not the work of your hands alone. It is the anointing of the almighty God in your life. Time and time again, I've seen that, how people have gotten blessed and they just go out the door and they forget God. Unthankful. You know what? Oh, I'll tell you something. Holy Ghost just reminded me. I think it's, it's one of the epistles. It's either Timothy, I believe it is, where one of the signs of the end would that people would be unthankful. They would be unholy, unclean. He lists all these and One of them is unthankful. Not thankful to God. Not humbling themselves before. See, when, when you're living in that way, man, it's easy. You, you just do it, man. You're, you're living so humbly before God. It's like, God, you're, you're everything. You're my all in all. Now, maybe some of you don't know what that means. You need to get born again. I know when I got saved, man, something changed. I just got on fire for God. I just got on fire. I've, I've been blazing since, since I recommitted myself, which is over 30 years ago, back in 1980, I think it was, 1981. Something That's when I recommitted myself, and I've been, I've been on fire from that day to this day. Never stopped. Now, I never look back, so the heck with that, man? I won't go back there. What I'm experiencing today is so far greater. My God, my God, my God. So far greater. I'll never forget. That's why for me, ah, whatever, I just pray, you know, my prayers, Lord, prosper me more so that I can write bigger checks. I'm a problem. i don't have a problem. Even in this ministry, we write checks. We, 25,000, bless this one, 10,000, this ministry, send 5,000 to Africa, whatever, dear God. I'm, not, I'm just going to, because I, I have a grateful heart. I know, I know what God has done. I see the hand of God. I'm not going to forget the Lord my God by not doing, I'm not going to forget the Lord my God by not doing, by not keeping the commandments, the judgments, and the statutes of God or the word of God. The more God blesses me, the more I want to do it. All right, I'm going to get you out of here. Am I preaching too long? You better not say yes, because I'll preach longer. (laughs) I'll really fix your wagon. And you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you the power, the capacity, or ability to get wealth. Now listen to the next part. That he may establish his covenant with which he swore to your fathers as it is today. Listen, God doesn't send money out of heaven. When we say God sent help from heaven, a lot of times it's supernatural help, but the help that he sends is through people. So he wants to empower you so that you can help. He wants to give you so that you can give to others. He's going to put something on you and in you and work through you so that you can be an extended hand of God's blessing to the world. Do you understand that? Do you really understand that? You see, it is He, the Lord God, who gives you the power, the capacity, the ability to gain wealth or to prosper or to do well so that He, not you, He can establish as a covenant through your success. Woo! <laughs> through your success. Now, listen, when you understand and you have a thankful heart towards God that your success is of Him, then you have no problem being His vessel in the earth through whom He pushes and flows blessing out to the kingdom of God. Whoa. Did you get that? You have no problem because you realize that it's he who gave you the power, the ability and capacity to to, to get that progress, to get that success, to get that breakthrough, to get that job, to get that house, to get that car, to get whatever it is. You know it is he that gave you the capacity, the ability, the power. But he did it so that he would have something in you. In other words, listen, I hate to tell you this, folks. God's got his hand in your pocket. Did you ever hear that saying? Oh, it's like my mother used to say, you always got your hands in my, my pocket. Yep, God's got his hands. Men are always looking for something. God's got his hands in your pocket. Now, you may be slapping his hand, but it's still there. He may be trying to get it, and you keep taking it out, but his hand is in your pocket. He gives you the power to do well so that he has through you the opportunity to build his kingdom on this earth. (laughs) Hallelujah! That's the true Thanksgiving message. It emanates from a heart of Thanksgiving. Psalm 100. I I know some of you are closing up. That's all right. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his holy name. Hebrews 13, 15, Therefore by him let us continually offer the sacrifice of praise that is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. Philippians 4, 6, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known to God. Colossians 4, 2, continue earnestly in prayer, being vigilant in it with thanksgiving. 1 Thessalonians 5, 16, 18, rejoice always, pray without ceasing, in everything give thanks. Notice it doesn't say for everything. In everything give thanks. In other words, don't thank God for the cancer. Don't thank God for it. I've heard people say, I was just watching Christian TV the other day, and somebody was talking about some sickness. And said, well, we just thank God that he put this sickness and disease on us to help us... Shut up, man. That ain't the God that I... That's not the God I know. That's not the God that I'm reading about in the Bible. God doesn't put sickness... He will, he will use it, but God didn't give it to you. You better learn to thank God in everything. In other words, when I'm in sickness or I'm, I'm not feeling... In that place, I say, thank you, Lord, that I've got the victory. Thank you, God, that you're my healer. Thank you, God, that I'm still going to serve you. I'm not going to give up on you. Anyway, that's a whole other message. Give thanks, rejoice always, pray without ceasing in everything. Give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Well, Thanksgiving is something that needs to flow from the depths of your heart. We ought to be living every day the life of Thanksgiving.
0: Tune in again Monday afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors.